Welcome to another edition of the official Jets podcast, the draft pick profile series. Wrapping up here, Ethan Greenberg, Eric Allen breaking down the Jets six round pick. That's punter Braden Mann out of Texas A&M. And on this podcast, you're going to hear from Joe Douglas and his staff on why they like Braden Mann. You're going to hear from Braden Mann himself. He caught up with Olivia Landis right after he was drafted. And EA, the Jets originally had two six-round picks heading into the draft. And with their first and their what became their only six-round pick, they elect to help out Brant Boyer's special teams unit with Braden Mann. Yeah, you know what? Lachlan Edwards last year was solid. Uh, he didn't improve his hang time from his previous two seasons and had a few 20-yard net kicks, as our Randy Lang pointed out. But you look at the numbers, 45.9-yard gross, which is 14th in the National Football League, and 41.6-yard net which was 12th in the National Football League. And Edwards actually had the second best inside 20 to touchback ratio in franchise history, 9.3 to 1. So I'm throwing all these superlatives out about Lachlan Edwards. With that being said, I think obviously since he entered the spring as a free agent, the Jets thought they could upgrade the position. This is not a knock on Edwards. To me, it speaks to just how highly they thought of Braden Mann. And when you look at what he did at Texas A&M over the course of four seasons, predominantly the last two because he was punting the last two seasons, this kid was the top punter in all of college football. And after he was drafted, a lot of the pundits, whether it was Daniel Jeremiah or Mel Kuyper, whoever all thought that he had pro bowl or all pro capabilities in his first couple seasons entering the NFL. And I just want to hit this real quick before we hear from Joe Douglas and his staff. You mentioned that Braden Mann was punting the last two seasons. Well, what does that mean he was doing his first two seasons at A&M? Well, he was the kickoff specialist there because the Aggies had a very good punter in place when he arrived to College Station. And we'll talk about Braden Mann's career at A&M right after we hear from Joe Douglas and his staff on what they like about Braden Mann. Yeah, another another guy, highly productive, you know, Ray Guy Award winner and um a guy that Brant was really excited about when 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 we were going over the special teams guy. Uh, that was a guy that Coach Boyer stood on the table for, and it was an opportunity when, when we were able to acquire the extra picks that we acquired to say, okay, this is a guy that can come here, come in here at this point in the draft, and really help us and possibly compete to be a starter, you know, at, at that punter spot. So another young man that is a high character guy and is going to be a really good fit in the building. Braden. Uh, with a tremendous leg strength and, and was a Ray Guy Award winner, which is obviously the highest highest award that you can receive as a punter in college football. The guy's got ability to directional kick and to hit deep balls, which is going to flip the field for us. So in terms of moving on for him and, and having him under contract for the next four years will will be good and significant for our special teams, especially for Brandt. Well, he's another player who you know, obviously there was some conviction on between coaching and scouting and, and Brant Boyer and Jeff Hammersmith had looked at him and thought he was the top in this class. And, you know, one thing about him, he's not your classic six foot four, 215 pound punter. You know, he's shorter in stature, but he's got a real strong leg. Obviously in 2018, he had a tremendous year 
uh, where he was the Ray Guy Award winner. But he's somebody that we think can flip the field. And obviously with the hang time and, and the ability of some of our cover people, hopefully we can start winning some of the field position battles that will be you know, really important this coming season in the future. And, you know, as we looked at our board, there were some interesting prospects still available, but most we felt like were a year or two away would be somewhat buried on the depth chart as they try to fight their way uh, to a starting spot or even a serviceable backup. And with Braid Man, it just seemed like it represented really good value for us. EA Braden Man, his first year punting, came on the scene hot. He won the Ray Guy Award, which goes to the nation's top punter. It was his first year starting. He was a unanimous All-American, and he set the NCAA record with 51 yards per punt, and he put 19 of his 50 punts inside the 20-yard line, 11 fair catches he forced. So he's really, not only does he have a leg that can boom the ball, but he's a precision kicker as well. Or punter, should I say, as well? Well, you could say kicker because this is such an accomplished player. He was one of the top players coming out of high school from a kicking perspective. I think he was the number two kicking recruit in the country before going to Texas A&M. But you mentioned that 2018 year where he won the Ray Guy Award against Alabama he set the NCAA record with an average of 60.8 yards per punt. And also, he had 14 punts of 60-plus yards in 2018. And oh, what happened last year? Uh, not too bad. A second-team AP All-American, first-team All-SEC performer, averaging 47.1 yards per punt, which ranked in the top five nationally. And he also placed the tw- uh, he also placed 26 of 57 punts inside the 20. And speaking about his precision, uh, precision, he had only four touchbacks. So this is a guy who had a big leg, and he also excelled in terms of placement. And that's what you have to do in order to be outstanding at the punting position and this guy uh he did it consistently at texas a&m you know i i know all eyes will be on the top of this draft class with makai becton and denzel mims and rightfully so or perhaps understandably so but Braden Mann might have the best chance to be a high impact player at his position across the league from day one and We talked about his 2018 season, the Ray Guy Award winning season. Only one player has averaged more than 51 yards per punt, and that's fellow Aggie and former NFL punter Shane Leckler, who had a decorated NFL career. So, Braden Mann, I think there's a lot to be excited about if you're a Jets fan, and I just want to clear up this common misconception about punting. It's so much more than just about how far you can kick the ball because if you're a punter and you can kick it 60 yards, that's great. But what if you have no hang time and it doesn't allow your special teams guys to cover properly and then the returners average, I don't know, 10 to 15 yards per return against you? That doesn't do you any good. What's so great about Braden Mann is that he can kick it and he can kick it high. And with the gunners that the Jets are probably going to line up, whether that's somebody like Vincent Smith or Trenton Cannon, if they were to line up tomorrow, those guys can fly. 
So the Jets punting coverage unit might be might very well be one of the best in the NFL next season. Listen, over the last two seasons, you would put the Jets special teams up against anybody in the National Football League. And Brant Boyer is a fantastic coordinator with that being said what happens on special teams all the time is you're continually juggling your lineups because it's not like a number one running back or a number one receiver that you know who's going to be there for a long time what you're doing is you're relying on depth players to become your fixtures in a short amount of time but when you get a punter like a man, and you invest a six-round pick in him, you're hoping that's a position that will stick for a number of years, and that's what kind of potential he certainly does have. And the Jets, again, we always think in terms of offense and defense. Well, you can make the argument that Joe Douglas certainly improved his special teams units, not just in free agency, but especially in the draft, you go back to Ashton Davis, you think about LaMichael Pirine, and then in the sixth round, uh, you add the punter in man. Again, no knock on Lachlan Edwards here. I think he's going to be punting in the National Football League next year, and he was a good person inside that locker room. The Jets just thought, hey, we have a grade on this guy, and this is great value at this point. And Bill Parcells always used to talk about hidden yardage. Well, special teams, we don't talk about special teams enough, and that can get you over the hump. Remember, the Jets finished 7-9 and nine last year after starting 1-7, and seven, so they went 6-2 and two in the season's uh, second half. Well, if you get a couple more games and special teams plays a prominent role in those ball games, you're going to be playing into January as a playoff team yeah i think that something that i like about this pick not only because i'm excited about it but this was a guy that joe douglas told uea that brant boyer stood on the table for braid man so brant boyer is clearly excited about adding man to his special teams unit and let's hear from Braden man himself who caught up with olivia landis after he was drafted Brayden, you spent your collegiate career at Texas A&M, and it actually took you until your third season to earn that starting job. How much patience did you accumulate during that time, and what else did you learn having to sit back before starting? I think it was uh, a little bit of patience and a lot of uh, competitiveness for sure. Uh, I knew that going in, I wasn't going to um, just earn, just get the starting job right away. I had to earn it, um, and so I competed against Shane, who was our partner at the time, who's uh, great dude, good friend of mine. So um, I think that competing against him um, was a lot of fun. I think that was definitely, that helped me in my junior and senior year once I finally got the starting job. Um, I was constantly competing, constantly being put pressure on. So I think that helped me a little bit to handle it my junior and senior year. Um, but it wasn't really about just waiting to see when I would start. It was, I, you know, I, I thought I was going to come in and earn as best I could my freshman year and just didn't work out until my junior year. So... What in your skill set did you have to hone in on during that time? I think for me, it was situational punting. Um, coming out of high school, I pretty much just knew how to hit a spiral, um, which is just a typical one you hit, but it's the little things. It's the, uh, 
inside the 50 yard or inside the landing inside the 20 yard punts, the ones that spin backwards, all types of little stuff. And that's something that Shane was really good at. And so I think that's why my first two years was a great learning opportunity to learn from him a little bit um, and then kind of put my own little twist on it in, in some ways. So uh, I think situationally, um, college is way different than high school and in the same sense, the NFL is way different than college. So I think that's definitely something I'm going to have to keep uh, working at once I get to New York, you know. It sounds like you developed a lot then over those few years. As a matter of fact, you earned all SEC honors. You earned Associated Press All-American honors. And then, of course, won the 2018 Ray Guy winner. Of course, that goes to the nation's top punters. So when you think about all of those accolades, what exactly do you take away from those honors? I think I had a great team surrounding me for sure. I think that's number one. Um, you know, it's not an individual sports, 11 people on the field at a time. And so I think that the team around me definitely helped with all those. Um, it was definitely not just me. It was, uh, it was my deep snappers, my cover guys. And uh, I think that just being able to play with those guys um, really just allowed me to have the opportunity to, um, you know, kind of showcase a little bit and, and help them as well. You know, you know, they're helping me. And so I want to help them as much as I can help our defense. So, I think it wasn't so much about the uh, self-accolades as it was. That was, a, that was a team thing that year for sure. Well, along with punting, I was looking up some of your stats, and it said that in 2019 you had seven open field tackles, which is above average for a punter. How much do you pride yourself on that ability? Uh, on the ability, I like to think that I can tackle. You know, it's <laughs> a, uh, a lot of people think that the kicking game is a, is a 10-man play because the kicker's not expected to make a tackle, but I think it's an 11-man play. So um obviously if i do my job well enough i shouldn't have to be able to make a tackle some of those i wish i had back for sure um but you know if i got to get in there i'm more than happy to do so i used to play linebacker so it's kind of in my nature a little bit looking forward to seeing some of those tackles but besides the tackling and the punting what else do you bring to the kickoff value of the game uh well i started at kickoffs for um four years at a&m i started for twice as long as i started at punting so um I think that I'm just going to come in and do whatever uh, they need me to do. I'm, I'm more than happy to do kickoffs. Um, I would love to, you know, I, if they want me to come in and do that and take a little pressure off the field kicker, I'd love to do that. Anything that I can contribute um, would be amazing. Special teams coordinator Brant Boyer has had one of the best ranked special teams in the NFL for the past couple of years with the Jets. Have you had any opportunity to speak to him? And if so, what have you guys talked about? Yes, ma'am. I uh, definitely spoke to him a lot during the whole process during this whole spring and um, I love talking to him. He was, he's obviously amazing at what he does. One of the best in, in the business. And that's why I'm really excited to get to New York for sure. Um, I think it's going to be a great opportunity for me to get there and uh, be in one of the best special teams uh, units in the country. So um, I think it's a cultural thing there. And I'm really excited to learn and grow from that. EA, something else about Braden man that he'll be the first to tell you too. He's not necessarily your average punter or your stereotypical punter just in terms of physique you think about guys in the nfl typically over six foot somewhat slender maybe somewhat stocky depends he's 511 198 but this guy can cover two ea and he is just a very interesting punter because he can kick off if you want he can punt he can cover a little bit between him and thomas hennessy ea the jets might have the best punter and long snapper in coverage whoa 
And man, hasn't even played it down in the National Football League. You made me smile just a little bit there. I think the Jets fans <laughs> should be excited about that. Uh, when I started thinking about you talking about what man can do in coverage, the number one uh, thought in my mind was, Hopefully he doesn't have to make too many tackles in the National Football League level. And he said that himself, I think, when Lev asked him about it. He said, yeah, I consider myself a football player. But if I'm making too many tackles, that means something's going wrong. The other thing is, uh, when you were talking right there, the guy I thought of was Steve Weatherford. You see what Steve Weatherford does in terms of his workouts and his physique, the former Jets punter? (laughs) Yeah, you mean uh, Armageddon? Isn't that his workout program? It, it, that is one of his workout programs. There's a guy who got after it big time. So, no, but it's funny. Uh, over the years, it and it goes all the way back, is, is that it, the punters and kickers uh, tend to be isolated a little bit from the rest of the team. And there are guys like a Weatherford who used to be blasting the music in the locker room and living in the weight room. Um, who I, I think reach themselves out beyond that stigma, the traditional stigma of the kickers. But man's coming in here as a rookie. He's a punter. Uh, and, but they are, the bottom line is kickers are football players too. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, I think that's fair to say. I think it's good <laughs> you put that out there. Uh, I do want to hit on real quick where Braden Mann fits in on this roster a little bit, but more so just about the special teams some somewhat overhaul here. So Braden Mann is one of two punters on the roster. The other guy is Ian Berryman, who was signed to a reserve future deal. Then you look at the Jets kickers. Sam Fickens on the team. The Jets also brought in at the end of last season, Brett Maher, who used to kick for the Cowboys and has a monster leg as well. And then you think about where the Jets could be at Kick returner, well, and the last year was Trenton Cannon and Vincent Smith, both who returned. And Braxton Berrios was the number two punt returner in the NFL in terms of average per punt return. So this Jets unit, I think, had a good core, and they could be, again, they could be better in 2020. Ashton Davis uh, could get in the mix uh, from the kick returner perspective. Uh, He is very fast. He was not able to showcase that speed at the combine in Indianapolis, but he would have timed very well. There's a kid who, as we talked about in his profile, he actually started at California as a track athlete, a sprinter, a hurdler, so he can do some damage with his legs, with his wheels. And also, you mentioned the gunner position. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Davis is one of your guys out there in the early weeks of the season where he's playing on the outside because he did that at California as well. You mentioned the kicking position. That's the kind of one where you're looking at it where a Braden man, you take him and, you know, He's going to compete. Everybody's going to have to earn their position. But in all likelihood, you think you're walking into 2020 and the Braden man is on your roster and he's got a hell of a chance to be the guy opening day. Who's going to be your kicker? You mentioned Ficken, um, and Brett Maher is here as well. That is a special teams battle that we could be talking about for a while in training camp leading up to the regular season opener. But I do think 
that on paper, the Jets have improved their special teams units. Uh, now it's going to be the chemistry, the cohesion, and then also finding the spots for some of these new guys uh, because special teams is not just specialists, as you know, who's going to be part of your coverage, who's part of your blocking units and things like that, because that changes each and every year. But uh, the Jets can rest assured knowing rest assured knowing that they have one of the best special teams coordinators in all football. Uh, and they've also set the standard here um, as being an elite special teams unit the last couple seasons. No reason not to believe that they will be just as good as last year or maybe even better. Uh, two seasons ago, I think widely considered by uh, Rick Goslin who does the special teams rankings each and every year, the number one special teams unit in the National Football League. If you get that again, you're going to be in great shape. But I, I don't know about you. I mean, we've been talking about the man on this podcast, and we know the other thing that we kind of glossed over a little bit is that he didn't take over the punting duties until, what, his junior year, but he's a kickoff specialist. So the Jets potentially could use him in a kickoff specialist role as well um, down the line or immediately while figuring out who their field goal kicker is. Yeah, I think that Braden Mann is more than just your stereotypical punter, even though he'll be a rookie in 2020. And I'm very excited to see not only how he punts in the NFL, but also how this whole special teams unit comes together from the kicker to the gunners to the core special teamers. And, you know, Brant Boyer, has to deal, you mentioned this, Brant Boyer has to deal with a lot of moving pieces throughout the course of a season. And he does he did a great job two years ago. He did a great job last year. He's one of the top special teams coordinators in the NFL. And he gets a new toy in Braden Mann. So we'll see what happens. But that was the final edition of the draft pick profile series presented by Verizon here on the official Jets podcast. And next up, EA and I, we're going a little bit of a different direction here. We're talking Jets opponents. That's where we're going next. We're going to have on people who cover each of the Jets opponents. We'll talk about the matchup, key additions, key subtractions to their respective teams. And that's what's next up on the official Jets podcast. Podcast.